Are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host Sean Garmer here with me today is Mark Morrison. Howdy. And well, uh, hopefully everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Got to eat plenty of turkey and whatever else uh, you know that you usually have with your stuff. Um, I know you said you ate pizza a few days ago. Uh, yeah, uh, that was my personal Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> I had to make, uh, I was in charge of the potatoes. I made the sweet potato thing with the brown sugar and the marshmallows that you'll usually see and uh, the mashed potatoes and stuff like that. And watched football, watched my Cowboys win by a lot over the commanders. And yeah, so it was, a, it was a decent Thanksgiving. Then I had to work. So that's uh, as always. Um, and then today's been crazy because. I know it's Black Friday for everybody else. You know, I'm sure everybody's out there trying to get those gaming deals or whatever deals are going on. But for for us, it, uh, all the people that had their office closed yesterday and now they're still closed and they're mad because they're still closed. Somehow we're supposed to work a miracle, make everybody go into the office. Enough about uh, work stuff that nobody cares about. Uh, we are here to talk about video games. Uh, that we've been playing a bunch of games. Mark's actually beaten Final Fantasy 16, Remnant 2. He's been playing uh, Hogwarts Legacy, and I've been playing in Stars in Time. A uh, new game just came out during the, the Thanksgiving week, and uh, playing some Dredge as well, because they just had their new DLC drop also. Um, I hadn't played the base game yet, so it was fun to, to finally get to start playing that. We'll talk about those. There's some other gaming news. Uh, Sony's involved in a class action lawsuit that has somehow been allowed to go forward in the UK because, you know, they like to do these uh, moving things forward for some reason. And, uh, you know, The Last of Us 2 is getting remastered and people were mad about it. So we're going to talk about that plus some other things. Yes, let's go ahead and get this housekeeping out of the way here. If you are, you know, first time watching or listening or it's your many a time watching and listening, we do appreciate you. Thank you so much. And you can, you know, if it is your first time, you can keep doing that by going and subscribing to the W2 Network channel where you get anytime we do a show, it is there for you. And if you uh, do subscribe, you'll know that we do this show. Usually it's been on Fridays around the 12 to 1230 ish time frame. You can watch us live on Twitch, W2 Network also on Facebook, W2 Network, or just watch on the YouTube channel there. You can also watch on demand later, or you can listen with your ears. You know, uh, a lot of people still do that. I, I still do that while I'm working, listening to podcasts and things. And you can do that as well to search video games to the max, and you can get us there. You'll also get, if you subscribe to the channel, the stuff with uh, Ratchet Broadcasting. They do anything that has to do with movies, TV shows, uh, even metal music. They just reviewed the new uh, Hunger Games. Uh, movie so that review is up there if you want to get their thoughts on that and they don't just review the movie they also talk about like what the critics thought like the the early kind of impressions as far as uh money and all that stuff so they go a deep dive into those reviews they don't just it's not just a simple okay this is good and it's gone kind of thing uh and then of course the 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 talk the cakey dies do the same thing with the new anime uh so if you're like interested in any kind of anime that's coming out soon they cover that 
uh, pretty well over there as well. So getting that out of the way, let's start talking about some games here, Mark. I've been waiting a week. I've been seeing your posts on Twitter, you know, just blasting this game that uh, I've enjoyed a lot and you apparently are, have not enjoyed. I don't know. Uh, at least that's the impression that I'm getting uh, from your time of Final Fantasy 16. You've beaten the game now. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't do everything, but I did. Okay, everything I'm going to. Let's say you're going. To, that doesn't sound great. The what you're going to do? Okay. I guess there are like hidden summon fights or like hidden fights you can only do with like one school of magic that yeah. the game never told me to, how to do or like never even showed me. So I just ignored it completely until like I looked at the trophy guide and they're like, oh, they're new. Oh, magic. I didn't even bother with that because I hardly ever use magic in the game because magic's like well, a gun. Magic. So. I can, I can yeah, only yeah. use like the Phoenix, you know, abilities for this fight or whatever. Yeah, I didn't do those. That's yeah. one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I beat it. Uh, it's terrible. The story is incredibly bad. Oh, my Lord. Like the characters are kind of fine, but like. Yeah. A lack of a bad guy is a problem in that game, or you know, they position they position that one king as a bad guy, and he's only introduced like eighty percent, the and they basically have these two like low rank villains, like Hugo and that other king, and it's like, wow, who cares? A bad guy is Ultima, not yeah, but they, they barely like... introduce like Ultima doesn't have like any agency, like he's barely also in the game, like. Okay, okay. Ultimate, Ultimate more, shows up a bunch of yeah. times. Uh, yeah. All he does is like, I'll just say cryptic shit and then just kind of walk off, or you know. Okay, that's fair. I'll um, give you that. He doesn't I, I really. Found, I found the combat to be really bad in that game, and it's not like it's not broken or anything. Well, until you get the blazing ring, and then it becomes really broken. But you're just doing the same. I was doing the same thing. Like hour two was it? Was it hour twenty two? You know, whittle the stagger bar. Use Garuda's grip thing when it's halfway down, then use the claws to get it all the way down, and then bust out all the special moves. Rinse and repeat. That's all I ever did in that damn game. You didn't. You didn't change around the the different. No. To, to try out the different. Okay. Well. Because um, like the game, like yeah. because what I was doing was so effective in ge- like in general that it's like why I mean I could do that, but. I didn't like how they did how they doled the points out. I mean, they can kind of just respect at any time, but it just felt like really, like arbitrary. I mean, uh, I I didn't have a problem with getting points. I got, I pretty much was I, able to max out a lot of things. I I was kind of at the like right at the very end. I got that one uh oh uh, accessory that gave you a little more points, but it wanted like, like regular battles. I mean, I did every I did a lot of stuff in that game. I did all the hunts. I did all the side missions. Like, I. I spent time with it. <laughs> so it's yeah. not like I just kind of mainline the main quest and things right. are dumb. Also, I thought the, the the summon fights were kind of bad. The funniest ones, though, are the two that, like, when you're traveling between, like, in the Earth, or, like, you're falling for thousands of miles in the planet. It's like, what is going Oh, you on? mean the Titan one where you're yeah. like, constantly falling? Yeah. Uh, and I think the sure. game opens up with that, too. You're, like, fighting the Phoenix or something, and it's like, Holy Christ. Like, this is like uh, Fast and the Furious levels of reality right here. Where they've got one, I think it's like Fast and Furious 6 when they're on a runway and the runway lasts 40 miles or something like that. Yeah, anyone who thinks that game is like game of the year contender is high on dust. Well, uh, I don't know I, about, I don't know about being high on dust. I think it's a, <laughs> I thought it was a great game. I think I, it depends on. 
I actually think it's like severely. I mean, Final Fantasy 15 had like budget and story problems, but I think it's a much better package, even as like the base game. All right. I mean, I think it just I'm, depends on your. Also, one one yeah. thing that really did bug me is like after you complete a main story objective or like a main thing, it would like pop the map back up and say like, oh, you can only travel back to the home base. It's like, why even bother? Just teleport me back to the main base. Like every other location is crossed out. So right. making me like look at this dumbass map can make me, to force me to travel back to the home base. Just do it automatically. It's cool. Like the 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 ninth time I saw that, I was like, oh god. And also, yeah, that badge system is the silliest thing ever. They should have had uh Clive wearing like a Girl Scout uh bandana or like you know that sash with all the badges on it. Yeah, I it would have been cool to eventually see him have the all the badges or whatever. I would I would have appreciated that just to make the badges feel like they're kind of uh worth you get them as you progress regardless of what you do so it's not like you're yeah. doing something to earn them right it's all like but, story stuff except for like yeah yeah uh, look i enjoyed the combat i think the funnest part for me was switching around the different you know icons and figuring out which one i liked and i mean which, which uh, three did you end up liking the most I, I ended up i stuck with phoenix the whole time because there's the the super move that he has is able to like refill your health yeah, um, a very small amount. Like, and then I, I beat the when I beat the game, I played with Bahamut, and then uh, Ramit, the one that or Ramu, like, the the one yeah, that Sid like, has. Yeah, um, those just do some like massive. Uh, his uh, the Giga Flare one that yeah. uh, Bahamut does is does massive damage, and then uh, Ramu when you max out his. Judgment one that, yeah, I did that it does massive damage too. Yeah, um, like I think they all they all can be effective, I guess. But it's like the game still never gave me like a real incentive to try it out. So it's like, eh, whatever. The what the what yeah. I'm doing is effective. So uh, I, I do wish that they would have allowed you to have loadouts. I don't know why that wasn't a thing that they they could have put in so that you could. It actually incentivizes you more because you can switch them out easier than yeah, having to that, go through and. Yeah. Better. Also, one I don't know if it was a bug or not, but I bought something from the store that was like basically Phoenix Down. Right. It's like if you get knocked out, you can only have one, but if you get knocked out, you'll resurrect. Mm -hmm. And that never worked. Yeah, that was weird. Mine were mine did it, but I don't remember it like I died doing it automatically. I died I mean, like five or yeah. like five or six times in like boss yeah. fights or just not paying attention or whatever. And I always just died. And it's like, isn't this thing supposed to resurrect me? Like Kind of like yeah, the last I, thing. I remember mine came on, but I don't remember what if what I did for it to just work. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I like yeah. it does say it's automatic, but yeah. Uh like what else? Uh I can switch from that from a, uh that thing to remnant two. Yeah. Me and Yen finally beat it. Uh we play games differently. Like he's he was all about getting the stupid trophies, like obsessed with it. Yeah. And I'm all about seeing content. Like I want to see something new, new, you know. Right, okay. Uh, but we did most everything in that game. Uh, there's some still some like events or side stuff we haven't seen. He bought the DLC, which is kind of cool. 
I haven't bought it yet. I eventually will. Or I'll just, yeah, I was going to ask you if you play the DLC. Or not. But here's the thing, though. I can still play the DLC with him. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they, like, let me play. I can't... I got weapons and items and stuff. I can't use those yet. Because it says, like, you need to unlock the DLC or whatever. But we roll through that DLC all the way through. So, oh, wow. Good on them. Like, that's actually a very smart move. Uh... Because it also expands the base game, and now all the DLC stuff will start mixing the regular game. So that's a that's a smart move, yeah. And yeah, it was that, a fun. Yeah, game. that is cool, right? That they do that because most of the time they would have told you, "Oh, hey, you haven't bought yeah, the no, yeah, DLC yeah. yet." Uh, the only problem with that game really is like when you need a specific event to happen or a specific like level to show up, and it doesn't. And you have to re-roll the goddamn world 15 times for it to show up, which we had to do a few times. Is that it's a like, bug, or it's just that's how it is? No, it's just random, like, the, you know, the dice roll or whatever. But okay. this one area, we needed this terminus station level to pop up, and we re-rolled the, roll, the world 17 times. Wow. And it's not like you can just immediately go to it. Like, you have to, like, see if it's even there, like, spawned, and then hope, and then... And then go, like fight to the world, but it's like, oh man, this is tedious as hell. But yeah, good game overall. You know, he likes it a lot more, so that's good. Uh, I played a little Armored Core Six and Hogwarts Legacy. Okay, uh, what do you hear about? <laughs> well, I think we had Yen's when the first game first came out talking about Armored Core or not our uh, Hogwarts. Hogwarts. So, uh, what's your thoughts uh, on Armored Core Six? Armored Core Six is good. It's almost too fast for me because I'm used it's to like Armored Core One. So when you had like the jankiest controls, yeah, ever. I heard a lot that like they basically do a a skill check with the first boss. Yeah, I did. Kinda, yeah, I did. I did die a few times in that boss, but I beat it like the fourth or fifth time. You know, I mean, in Armored Core One, you used R two and L two to look up and down because you didn't have a second analog stick or you didn't have analog sticks at all. So that was our solution. Oh, really? Okay. Uh so yeah, this is a lot more fluid and fun. Uh, it's almost a little, to me, like anxiety-inducing because like you don't like lose money when you die. You did in the old games. That's why I'm a little annoyed, but or you know, a little had a little anxiety about dying. But you know, you just want to lose progress when you're like halfway through a mission or something. You can do have checkpoints occasionally, but that's good. You know, you just build out your mech and then fight a whole bunch of other mechs. <laughs> I mean, do you? Do you feel like it's is it different than the the early games or is it more? Uh, the... I mean, it's a lot, to me, it's a lot easier because like the older games had like a time limit, like every mission had a stupid time limit. Like I said, you could like lose money when you die, so you like be in the hole, which was not fun. So some of the I, I faced like a second boss, which is this kind of big walk like rolling tank thing. I mean, that also took me a few tries, but. It's not overtly hard or anything. You just kind of need has has to get the right, uh, you know, weapon parts and then do it. Okay. I mean, but, you, no, just that. I mean, that's good. So it's just basically like armor core, you never but prettier. Yeah, or... and a lot like easier and a lot more fluid. Like the mech itself is, you know, you can kind of boost around and yeah, it's just a lot more agile. Do you get to do anything with the mechs, like you know? building them or anything like oh, that? Oh, yeah, or... you have to buy parts, but then you can, yeah, swap them out at any mission, or, you know, at the when you go back to the base. Yeah, that's what I remember. <laughs> and you can individually okay, color parts good. and crap like that, like, if you really want to. The one thing, I'm about 
two or three hours in the Hogwarts Legacy also. The one thing I'll say, it has one of the worst maps I've ever seen in a game. The only thing worse is like Fable 3. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, it's just like weird diorama map of Hogwarts and Hogsmeade and it's like, why did you do this? Like, I know you're trying to make it be like in, in character or in fiction or whatever, but this is terrible to look at. Oh, also, the, the funniest thing about Hogwarts Legacy so far, at least to me, is they cast a transgendered actress as like the barmaid and I wouldn't. I assume that was intentional, and it was like some intentional fuck you to J.K. Rowling, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, they said that that was pretty intentional. Yeah, uh, on purpose, so that they could show that the team yeah, wasn't it, in line with with what right. she you know represents. Or, but yeah, yeah, it's cool. I mean, th- yeah, that's that's good. I mean, are you like enjoying it? Or do you feel like it's another kind of. No, it's open world. I'll probably play that more than Armored Core, at least at the moment, because I just want a more, it's a somewhat more relaxing game, at least okay. for me. I'll, I'll keep plugging away at it. I don't think either one of us got Mario RPG, did we? I did. I did get okay. So, I mean, I talked about my, like, my super early impressions with it with uh, Randy last week. Um, I have not played like that much more of it because I've been playing these these other games and those are review and the Mario Mario RPG is not. I I just, basically I got to the point where I just got Mallow, and okay. then I got a little yeah. bit further. The um, first two hours. <laughs> yeah, so I mean Mallow is he's interesting. Um, I like that you know he's he's your basically like your magic guy. Um, I mean, the combat uh, in the game is super easy. It's not at least, at least for now. Let's say he yeah, quickly outpaced later on. Yeah, they've added these little guide things to help you be able to figure out when you're supposed to press yeah. uh, the button to maximize the the hit or the defense part, and it actually gradually will go away if you keep doing it. Uh, which that's nice. Um, having the chain counter thing right there in front of you is actually a really cool incentive to get you to keep doing that uh because you get to see the chain go up right. um and then they have that little meter at the bottom of that that kind of goes up with every time you do it that gives you like a super attack and i think that's also how you do the triple attacks later on when you yeah. once you have the three characters uh so that game is it's fun it's enjoyable um i've laughed a few times uh, with the dialogue I, I think it's it's funny uh, it's just yeah. we, it's funny seeing Mario in this environment with right. um, you know. Well, wait to wait till you unlock Bowser. He's a he's a real funny one in that game. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's funny that they just have him show up and you. I he love the way he shows up in the game at yeah. the beginning, and then the that that sword thing comes down. And it's like okay, well this is different, but they still had you uh do some funny stuff with Bowser, which is um. You know, always good when they can throw that stuff in there. It's it's also weird just having Mario Wonder come out and like basically this game comes out like not even a month yeah, after that. Like so yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you have two Mario games like back to back basically. So um you're getting like different sides of Mario there. But yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's just like it's right now I'm kind of in the oh, there's a lot of games <laughs> and then like trying to figure out which one I want to play because I'm still playing, you know, like a dragon guide in too, because I want to get through that to play the demo of yeah. infinite wealth. So I haven't played any more of Tactica 
Persona 5 Tactica, so I don't really have any more to say other than what I said last week. Uh, but it seems like this is not one of the... Uh, compared to Strikers, it's not as good as Strikers when it comes to being the spinoff. I've seen people say that even the dancing games are better than this, but that basically it's just this is like a tactics game and that it starts out really strong and then it kind of you've seen everything by the time you get to like the second world and it, you're kind of just like trudging along to get to the rest of it. So I don't know. Maybe you that are a bigger Persona fan than I am might find it. I haven't played it yet. More interesting. I don't have, I don't have it yet. Yeah. I mean, I'll get it eventually, probably when it goes like handle, but it's not explicitly needed for me, you know, for me and rather get like, yeah. the limited run Persona 3 and Persona 4 re- reissues first. Yeah. Plus you got Persona 3 uh, remake. Yeah. Really quick next month yeah. or not next month, but next but, year. Yeah. Um, yeah, it like it's it's funny that like the thing that made me laugh is you know Persona Four has uh, Marie, and then the the main villain in this game is called Marie, but they're spelled the same. And I was just like, why? Like yeah. you couldn't come up with another name for this villain. Just, all right, whatever. Yeah, they, only, they only got five spaces for letters, so let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's put it in. There. But yeah, that's uh, that's those two. I've. Um, Mostly been playing, I think I played more of Dredge than I have uh, in Stars in Time because uh, having the week where I actually had to ask off Monday, so I had like almost four days off yeah. and I wasn't at home most of those days. And my girlfriend's Chromebook, apparently Chromebooks cannot run the PS5 remote play app for some reason. So I was having to play in Stars in Time on my phone. Yeah. Um which is not, you know, my favorite way of uh, playing. Like, I can use the controller, but the thing is I don't have the little the hook for the PS4 controller like I do the Xbox one. So having to put the phone on something and then using the controller is weird. But that game is, it starts in time as a uh, RPG. So I didn't, I just started playing it with my phone with the, the little controls that are on the actual phone uh, instead. Because it's not something where you really need to have the controller because it's an RPG. You're right. It's turn based. Like you're doing, you're just walking around the town and talking to people and stuff. And you're not, it's not like action where you need the controller. So that game is, um, if you look at it, you'll probably think of, uh, oh my God, why can't I think of the name right now? But anyway, it's in black and white. Undertale. I can't. So you'll probably think of Undertale because it's in black and white. Um, the the graphics kind of have that same look as Undertale, uh, except for the the character. There's character portraits and stuff like that. So you do have a party, but you have them like pretty much from the beginning of the game. And the difference in this is that it's not just straight up turn based RPG. There's this is like a rogue, I guess rogue light, whatever they whatever the yeah. term is. Uh, it's time loop. So basically you have to die in order to get certain things uh, in the right. game to progress. Like, you you know, you talk to this person, but if you don't say the right thing, you won't be able to progress. Yeah. yeah. And it, like, I haven't been able to get that far, but what I've heard is that apparently the characters in the story are what actually make this uh, really good. Like why the reviews are really good for this. Um, I did get a code from 
of the PR team. So I'm trying to, you know, work my way through. I'm not very super familiar with time loop games. So this is kind of going to be my first like journey of really trying to go through this. So I'm trying to. Well, the, you know, the, yeah. the, the important thing is that the game tells you or not whether you've picked a specific option. Yeah, basically. Uh, if it does, then it's fine. But if it doesn't, there's people that crap in your head or like starting to journal or something. <laughs> that's that's what I'm trying to figure out if it, it's going to be one of those games or what. But I mean, I like the the characters, the inter you know the dialogue between them that I've experienced already is pretty entertaining, and you know the the art looks great. You know, so there's a lot of and I'm enjoying the music. There's a lot of good things about the game. Just you know, time loop games like that sometimes work for everyone and sometimes they don't so i'm just trying to kind of hopefully next week i'll be able to have a lot more to say uh about the game but i'm enjoying it so far i think once i'm not sitting there because there's a lot of like because you have to go through the different options there's a lot of text they they are very verbose uh even between each other and i'm just sometimes i'm like kind of like all right that's kind of enough <laughs> like you told yeah. me the joke, then you kept talking, and I'm just like, okay, I want to go to the next. Because you find out pretty quick that this is not the person I need to talk to. So then I'm like, oh, my God, I have to go through their entire dialogue thing to be able to get them to shut up so I can go to the next person. And I'm just like, yeah, all right, you know. So maybe this is not a game. This is a game you want to play when you have time to play a game and you really want to. It's not something you're not going to be able to rush through this. So just just be prepared. Uh, for that. Um, the other game I've actually been playing, and I've been wanting to play it for a while, uh, because I've, uh, is Dredge, because this was kind of the first, like, quote unquote, like, indie darling that came, came up during the year. And yeah. it's been like that because it's like, oh, it's not just a fishing game, like, oh, now I can't remember the game that came out. I think it was either last year or two years ago that was like voxel looking and it also, and it came out on Game Pass. And this is a fishing game that also has like survival horror stuff in it. So if you, you know, it tells you when you go out to fish that, hey, if you don't get out by a certain amount, you know, I think it's like by six or something like that, it'll get dark and then you'll start having the water moves and uh, like really cool effects happening, and you know, you, you might never, you know, get something uh, come bother your your boat or whatever. Um, yeah, and that's cool. Like it does create an atmosphere of I I want to see what happens, but then I kind of don't. And it's it's really it's a really cool and like neat mechanic. And you know, and it does have the survival horror like item management as well. So there's only so many fish that you can collect at a certain amount of time and then you know it'll fit in your little item thing and then you go on and and try to sell the fish and you got to pay back debt for this boat that they give you at the beginning so some of the money that you get obviously from selling fish is you know different and then you have to like upgrade your boat and upgrade the fishing rod and upgrade the engine in the boat and all that stuff so like there's a lot to the game as well. It's not just like going out fishing, experiencing stories. Like, there's different things that you have to do while figuring out, okay, is this the time that I want to stay out after the the time that it tells me or not? And then obviously there's going to, I'm sure there's going to be times where to complete the story, you have to stay out and experience some of the stuff. So 
Um, they did just have a DLC come out as well that's like five dollars. If you like the game, which I think the base game is like twenty or twenty-five, and um, you know the press engine people were nice enough to send me a base game code because they sent an email out saying like, "Hey, there's DLC," and then I'm just like, "Well, I can't play the DLC without the game," yeah. so they're like, "Okay, here." And then they sent me the. I kept getting an error on my Switch, and I didn't figure out until after they'd already sent me the email that it was like, "Oh, they sent me a code for the wrong region." So yeah. I was like, oh, I could have just made an EU region account on my Switch, but they'd already sent me the US code. So I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a game that I've been enjoying. Um, normally with fishing games, I don't play like fishing games. I'll play the fishing game that's inside of another game. So uh, this one uh, I've been kind of interested in and uh, I've been liking it so far. I, I like a lot of the things that are in this game. Uh, and the, the look of the characters is pretty cool as well. The art's really cool. Um, the music's kind of haunting as well. So, yeah, they've done a, a great job with this. Uh, I think it does deserve to be, so far, it's looking like it certainly deserves its its nomination for the, you know, best indie and all that stuff. I guess really quick before we move on to the news that's been happening this week, since you weren't on last week, do you have any thoughts on the the Game Awards stuff? I, it's fine, you know. I probably I don't I haven't played it. I I guess I maybe wouldn't put Mario Wonder on there, but I don't really know what else you'd put on there instead. So I guess it's okay. Uh, I mean, of the three game, of the two games I played for like the top game of the year award, uh, I wouldn't pick either of them. <laughs> so no, I I might say Resident Evil Four. I guess. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I mean, do you have? I forgot to ask Randy this question last week, and. But he, we talked about it off show, and he said that if you want to make a remake, remaster category, I guess that's okay. But I don't feel like if you have a great remake that, you know, something like Resident Evil 4 or Final Fantasy 7 remake that stand above other remakes, I don't think you well, should say that I they mean, can't be game of the year. Yeah, it's a difference between remake and remaster. So... Right. I, I would look at a remake as a whole new game, for good or for bad. Sometimes I mess it up. Sometimes, you know, really knock it out of the park. So, right. And the but problem I mean, is what it, do you say about, like, oh, well, there's been so many great games this year. This has been an amazing year for new games. Why are you putting a remake on there? Because it right. was an amazing game that did a lot, that did some new stuff in it. So, yeah, there we go. And if you don't like yeah. it, well, like... I agree with you on that, too. I think that, look... Uh, a lot of people were talking about Resident Evil 4 remake. It had great scores. I mean, um, people yeah, loved it. You know, yeah. Like, say basically, none of these games would fit because you know, Spider Man Two, it's Spider Man One. Uh, Baldur's Gate Three is basically a bigger version of Divinity: Original Sin. Tears of the Kingdom is more Breath of the Wild shit. Mario Wonder is basically just an evolution of New Super Mario Brother, like those games. And Alan Wake Two, you know, it's more Alan Wake. Only now it has like more like detective shit in it. <laughs> so none of these games is doing something like incredibly new or something. Right, yeah, you're it's all new. sequels. Yeah. You know what game could be there? Dead space. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. But you know, yeah. okay. It's a, it's an iterative year, but hey, a lot of those games were good. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a there was a lot of great games this year. There's you probably could have made a whole another list. 
uh, of six games if you really wanted to. And that's great. That's that shows that we have uh, a lot of variety in gaming and and we should celebrate that instead of hating on the fact that the game awards didn't put Starfield in or didn't put Hogwarts Legacy in or what, you know. No, at no point would I, I – I haven't played Star, Starfield, but just the critical reception of that thing is mixed, to say the least. Yeah. Like, it's high. It's it's reasonably high, but at, I don't think anyone's going to say this. It's always the game of the year or anything, so. it Basically, everything's being put in there to lose to Baldur's Gate 3, let's be honest. Yeah. So, you know, yes – does it matter that it got the game of the year nom for like the the box that you'll probably never see unless you really do buy physical games or yeah. uh to be yeah. in the sale that they do or you know it's, I'm sure some site or some publication will have Starfield as a game of the year but it'll be the Xbox you know official Xbox Yeah it'll be uh the, the Xbox game of the year or it'll be an Xbox centered yeah. Um, because for me, it's really a two horse race. It's between Baldur's Gate three and Alan Wake two. Uh, to to who's going to get all of these awards? Um, yeah. I think even Zelda is going to get snubbed because even though there is there are things about Tears of the Kingdom that iterate over Breath of the Wild, Breath yeah, of the Wild not, got so much love the first time. I, I guess that, I like. I mean, I like Tears of the Kingdom a lot more than Breath of the Wild. I I didn't finish it. I got snagged by like hospital visits and stuff like that, but I, I was enjoying my time a lot more with Tears of the Kingdom. But I could clearly see like they're using the same damn map as Breath of the Wild. So, right, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's kind of, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we'll we'll see what ends up happening on December seventh, but we'll probably guarantee that I, um, it, it, it's going to be Baldur's Gate three. The only, I yeah. mean, the only list that probably won't make it. Had Baldur's Gate three, it would be like our list because I don't think any of us have ever played it. Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll see if that, um, that, that, that would be like the qualifier of like our game of the year. If asterisk, I, I no one think has played that, three. I definitely think that the reason why Baldur's Gate three is getting an announcement at the Game Awards for an Xbox release date is because it's going to be on Game Pass. Because why the hell would you not just announce it? Yeah. Um, and probably even a, oh, it's out right now. So if that happens, then I'll probably play it before we get to January and do it. And then it could be on the list. But, uh, if it's still like $50, uh, probably won't. <laughs> so, right. um, cause I know it's not a game that's like usually, I I'm not big well, on Dungeons and Dragons or like Dice it. Roll or, you know. I can, I can guarantee you won't like it also. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's different when I can just play it with Game Pass or something I already play and not spend the $50 for something I know I probably won't like. So, yeah. um, you know, money's tight. That's a gift I could give someone instead of... So, right. <laughs> anyway, um, let's move along to, you know, talking about the news from uh, this week. I guess let's go ahead and start with the... It was made less annoying very quickly. <laughs> but... A lot of hoopla about Last of Us Part Two getting a remaster, yeah. And you know this game hasn't been out that long. Uh, what did you? So obviously, just to give the full in one, you can if you have the game on PS4, you can pay ten dollars and get the upgrade. Um, it does have new stuff in it, a roguelike mode, 
Uh, and also it's going to have, you know, where you can play as like different unlockable characters that have never been playable before in the Last of Us franchise. Um, it's going to go up to 4K if you do fidelity. It's going to go up to like 1440p upscale to 4K if you do the performance mode. Um, other little quality of life things that you know used to when you look at the PS5, but it's still a it's a PS4 game that you know hasn't been out very long. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you out, think it, about this? It came like, out just, like, uh, I don't know. It's a little too soon, uh, but also you know they want money, so uh, yeah. Well, it's not just money. It's also, you know, they're trying to capitalize on season two of right. the HBO but, I mean, show. Way right. off, like, uh, yeah, and this is coming pretty quickly, January 19th of next year. Yeah, so, I mean, Last of Us Part 2 and the PlayStation 5 releasing the same, you know, Last of Us Part 2 is like January 2020, PS5 is like November. So, right. Uh, I don't really, I guess I don't have a problem with it technically because, you know, it's a $10 upgrade fee, which is fine. Uh, my problem is just kind of like, you know, people have been wanting Bloodborne for years, Bloodborne mm-hmm. Remaster, and Sony is continuing to say fuck off with that, and I just feel like there are other games that they could have chosen. I well, mean, but was... I wonder if Bloodborne is not just Sony, it's FromSoft as well, right? FromSoft has to have sure, the time. Like, they don't, no they don't. If you look at Dark Souls, or I mean, sorry, Demon Souls, like you just give it to that, that studio again and go, here you go. Make it better. <laughs> right. We don't know. Do we know what Blue Point's working on now? Or they still haven't announced that? They haven't announced it. Yet. Yeah. Um, but really like, really. I feel like if it was a Bloodborne remaster, they would say something by now. Yeah. Uh, so it's probably not that. And like, that's the thing. It's like, okay, you don't want to just give this to any studio because Bloodborne is so beloved. You mess that up. You're going to lose a yeah. lot of uh, fans, you know? So. I think definitely you got to make sure and do that right. And I agree with you that, yeah, there are probably other games they could be working on. Um, the Also, the graphical upgrades, those don't look amazing, but also I'm looking at a picture. I'm not looking at the game from, oh, I'm playing into my PS5, so I don't know. But I, I think definitely it's not a big deal now that they've added the $10 upgrade. You are getting some new things. So it's yeah. not like it's just, oh, hey, better graphics, and there you go. Uh, there are some things for people that, that do upgrade. Um, I think if we had been talking about, oh, you're paying 60 or $70 for this, right? then yeah, yeah th- that's mm-hmm. that's definitely really bad because we're talking about a game that just you know hasn't been out that long. Right. Um, do, you, do you feel like there's a, a certain time frame that needs to happen before you have a remaster or... Uh, I would say not when the not when the old console is still on sale on store shelves. I think that's that's a good uh, good look at that. I think with I Last mean, of Us Part One, it was kind of okay because all right, you're gonna you have this uh, this new this show on HBO. You want people to experience the best possible version of that game. Um, well, also, the Last of Us yeah. Part One is a PS3 game, right? Yeah, uh, so. Yeah, but having this game when it just came out the same year as the PS5 and the PS4 is still being out there being sold and obviously that game's huge. It, beloved, there are so many copies of that game out there. Like it's 
yeah, I, I think when we're talking about remaster, at least definitely let it have one generation before we're yeah. remastering it for something else. Um, unless we're talking about, okay, we did it right when the console came out, right? Like, oh, this game barely just came out. Let me let you go ahead and do a, uh, like what happens with some of these where, oh, hey, uh, pay your $10 or, hey, uh, there's an Xbox Series version of it for do smart delivery and you get that version or something. Right. Um, but not not something like this. Um, just that sucks. That Hopefully this is not a thing that Sony keeps doing. Hopefully it's just something only with Last of Us. But the fact that, I mean, they are doing it with what Horizon, uh, aren't they doing it with Horizon 1 as well? Uh, I don't remember that, but I guess, I mean, yeah, I, I, guess. <laughs> I think I remember seeing something that they're doing some kind of like big package where you get all of her, all the Horizon games together and it will include a Horizon 1 remaster. Okay. Um, <clears throat> which, you know, I guess that's a little bit more acceptable, but like, I just don't want to see them go down this route consistently, right. you know. You have so many franchises that you're not doing anything with that you could be doing that. I get it that, you know, these games are are your bread and butter and they're the ones that bring people's attention. But we don't yeah. need to do a Capcom. Oh, we have a section of our company that's working on remastering all these games. Like, not necessary. Yep. Um, But yes, uh, Sony is also uh, involved in this uh, class action lawsuit. Uh, which is interesting because it's being pushed along by the UK, who is saying that they're okay with it going forward. Uh, what the class action lawsuit alleges is that they own a monopoly on how you were able to purchase things digitally within their store. Uh, what He also brings up the 30% thing, which I don't think that should even be included in here because... They have the the right to charge whatever they want for their own store, and everybody except for Epic charges thirty percent. So I really don't know why that's even in here. But right. the main crux of this, which you know Mark is um, is uh, familiar with on the PC side because he does this sometimes. Uh, if you try to buy a game on Xbox or Nintendo Switch, you can go to third parties key sites and try to get a cheaper. Uh, key for it. Yeah. PlayStation a few years ago, I don't remember exactly when they did this. I think it was at least two or three years ago. Uh, they made it to where you cannot sell games digitally on any storefront. So used to when I would buy a game for Mark, uh, for him to review, I could just buy the game digitally and send him the code. Uh, now when I do this for myself or, you know, I have to buy PSN cards and then put the PSN cards and then go get the game that I am wanting right. to go play uh, yeah. or whatever. And for Nintendo and now GameStop has stopped doing this for the most part because they don't really make any money off you buying the game digitally off their online store. Uh, so they, it's very rare, like Mario RPG, you could. But a lot of the other games, they've kind of stopped doing that, and you they to force you to go into the store and buy the game physically. But that's yeah. a GameStop thing. It's not a. But so, I can kind of see their point there that they are manipulating to where they only get you have to pay whatever Sony says, 
but do you think it would it really is gonna go anywhere or not really because like again it's like if you don't like it you know it's not a necessary like it's not like the playstation 5 or the psn storefront is required for like your life or anything like i'm sure someone would be like if you don't like it buy an xbox (laughs) or buy a switch you know right but doesn't that say something that for steam codes for nintendo for xbox i can go to another place and try to find the game cheaper digitally and playstation just doesn't let you do it you can't do that with like android or ios even for games that you know iOS games typically were always cheap, like a dollar. Oh yeah, that's that's Apple and their store, and we already like, know the story with Apple. Yeah, but like, look at like Resident Evil Village, like that's a sixty dollar game on an app an iOS. Like that is nuts. Right. I mean, but that game just came out on that. But for... it's not. You can go to like, oh, here's a third party seller of i you know Village iOS codes. You can get it for forty bucks or something. Like, yeah, they just have a, they just have more like lockdown. Uh, and yeah. It's annoying, but uh, I guess I just don't really see the problem. Like, you still get codes for, like, review codes. Like, it's not like that has gone away. Where no, no, like, yeah. that It doesn't affect us that way. Yeah. I do see it. I do see it from that perspective of why should they be the only ones that are allowed to lock down the storefront when nobody else in that space is doing that aside from Apple, right? Right. Uh, and Apple's already, Epic's already tried to do that, and they failed. Um, although, you know, Epic may have also gone the wrong way about it, but whatever. Yeah. Um, considering it's the UK and the crap they made Microsoft go through with the Activision thing, this might have some legs. Uh, I could see it where they also make it to where in the UK they make them open it back up. And in other regions, they tell them, okay, it's whatever, we don't care. Um, unless the FTC all of a sudden gets involved in this, which I don't see them doing, but who knows. Um, it would be interesting to see if this changes something. But, I mean, Sony PlayStation does sales all the time. It's not like they make everything $60 and, right. and you know, it's always stuck at the price that it's at. So... If PlayStation stores never did sales or the publishers themselves never did sales of these games, then okay, you know, I think they have yeah. more legs to stand on. Uh, I think this will wind up getting squashed probably at some yeah. point. Yeah. But yeah, interesting that they let it go move on. You know, we'll see if there's any ramifications or not at some point. Uh, something that we have, we don't really know if it's continuing forward or not uh, according to Jeff Grubb the Knights of the Old Republic remake which this is not the first time we're talking about there being problems with that game right um, this was taken away from Aspire because they were apparently taking too long uh, and had problems themselves they brought in to Saber Interactive and then they're stubborn problems yep uh, and then now, apparently, according to Jeff Grubb, nobody is working on that game. Uh, Saber Interactive, after this came out, said that they are. I don't know. Uh, now, apparently, Sony wants nothing to do with it now. They used to have, they have exclusivity rights for console, and then I think, and then they also had like marketing rights. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to make it to where they just don't do any more marketing for that game or, or what, but 
that's this is just another case. Of, I mean, it's an example like, of like Sony announced it way too early, right? Uh, like they showed like the CGI trailer, and it's, what about the gameplay? Or <laughs> you know, like that's the important part of this remake, right? Like they announced it like when ten percent of the game is finished, and I was like, you should announce this when it's like seventy percent done, or you know, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I mean, Microsoft is obviously guilty of that as well. So, uh, it's a shame. I, I don't know. I don't think like the way that game plays. I don't think it would play today. <laughs> like, I don't think modern audiences would like it. I think like boomers or you know Gen X would be like, oh, this is like how I used to play back in the you know in two thousand three. But I didn't like the way the game played originally. That's why I never. Played. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, again. Yeah. That's that's why I don't yeah. think Baldur's Gate three will be good for you. So, I I, um, I beat that I beat that game uh, a few times, and I I think I played or I beat Baldur or uh, Kotor two. Uh, I thought it was fine, but it's extremely antiquated by today's standards. So right, there's a lot they'd have to update. Yeah, I mean, they basically have to make it like an action game or a not an art or like a real time RPG. Which is what not what that game actually was. Yeah, uh, it will be interesting to see if this game comes out, if it's still being actually worked on, yeah. and yeah, what are they going to do with it? Um, it's it's an interesting thought to remake. I really wish that Disney would do something with that time period in Star Wars. Also, yeah, um, make it not. I have it be in the same eighty-year period as all of Star Wars, all the yeah, rest of Star Wars. just like so that we can experience that outside of just that game. Yeah, and maybe doing that would also kind of revive people caring about that, and then you could maybe get a bigger uh, studio working on that game instead of. I get it why you gave it to Aspire; they've done other Star Wars uh, remasters or whatever, but this is a whole different thing for them. This is a an entire from the ground up remake. Um, right. Not everybody can do those. Yeah. And yeah, if you yeah. give the cap on, <laughs> hey, why not? Or I mean, maybe EA or Ubisoft could could do it. I don't, you know. But yeah, this is one of those things where sometimes announcing a game too early, this is what you get. Nintendo's also gone through that with Metro Prime Four. We have really no idea what's going on with that either. They've been absolutely mute on that game after right. they said it was going back to retro or whatever. So. We'll see if it what comes out first, Metro Prime Four, or the Switch Two, at this yeah. point. Um, but yeah, that's you know interesting. Then now Sony wants like nothing to do with that game if Jeff Grubb is correct. So uh, that's how bad things have gotten for that. That they the the company that announced it at their state of play or whatever wants nothing to do with that. Yep. Um, speaking of things that apparently don't have as much promise. Uh, Nintendo Switch 2's DLSS apparently is not going to include, this is according to Digital Foundry's like latest uh, show, uh, Richard Ledbetter said that it's not going to include the DLA part of the DLSS. This is the deep learning accelerator, which makes it to where the DLSS can work as good as it does, right? Uh, it's apparently not going to be as good as they thought it was going to be, so it may not be able to go to 4K. Uh, on your TV, it may go up to 1440p, and who knows what amalgamation of that it's going to be able to do on the actual Switch itself, maybe 1080p at the most. Um, we still don't even know really if that's still going to be an exact Switch 2 or not, but 
does this kind of for me it doesn't i play my games portably i play that the my switch portably most of the time anyway so i don't care but for right. you that's more of a tv gamer I, does it this matter to you it doesn't matter to me either because i don't have a 4k tv and i'm not obsessed with graphical fidelity like that on like you know digital foundry obviously and also, but are you worried about them not being able to produce as many current gen games faithfully because of this, then, as they thought they would be? Uh, no, because they do like Nintendo Switch has just done just fine. Like, uh, it, yeah. they're more about art style and you know stuff like that than pushing polygons as you know as hard as possible. So, right, you know, I don't think this would. I mean. Even if the Switch Two had it, this this feature, I don't think they'd still care about 4K the way that you know tech nerds or graphics cores care about it. <laughs> I mean, I I do think that it uh, matters. In this is the second time around. I wonder how much the novelty is going to stick around for another generation and be as successful. Right, as well, the first one. Once they announce, announce Mario Kart 8 again and Smash Brothers Ultimate again, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously Nintendo's uh, stuff is going to carry it, right? Like, it's not... Yeah. Uh, this is more about third party. Like, how limited will third party be? If they can get up to at least, like, PS4, Xbox One graphics, even without the DLSS, with this yeah. chip that, that's in there, I think they're fine. Uh, if the DLSS was going to allow them to be able to do maybe like Xbox Series S kind of stuff, then that's a plus, obviously, because there's a lot of games that maybe wouldn't run on Switch. And look, listen, it doesn't matter how much we progress. That cloud stuff is not going to be that much better in, right. what, a year or two or whatever. Um still making cloud only games for the switch is it's not great i think nintendo has figured that out as well we're not really seeing these announcements like we were at one point where it felt like we were getting like oh we're getting all these big games but oh they're gonna be on the cloud now it's like nintendo's just like you know what maybe we just don't right need to have that game on on the switch uh obviously there's still the switch uptick right because hogwarts legacy is number one again in the sales charts after coming out on switch uh, a week and a half ago. So there's still a ton of switch only owners that are buying games. Um, and, and that's the thing. If you can do that still for the most part, I think it's fine. I think if it, if it's does a big effect on how the games look and run, then that's where it's a problem, but we'll see. We still, don't, there's still a lot about the switch. We don't know. We're still just hypothesizing here. And this is exactly what Richard Ledbetter is doing as well. Now, yeah, he has more of the tech know-how. Um, but we'll see exactly whether that ends up having the DLA or not in there. Apparently, the DLA not having the DLA makes it to where it's a cheaper chip to produce. So, And we know how Nintendo is about trying to save money in that way. So we'll see what ends up happening there. Um, yeah. Uh, also, uh, Rockstar, uh, one of their former devs, came out on like a blog and started talking about uh, some games that he worked on, uh, some of them which never released, including Bully 2, 
and DLC right. for G. Well, he didn't talk about these. I'm sorry. This is a data mine. Yeah, you're talking about stuff. like uh, GTA three, GTA one and two, and then that else. game Agent that never came out as well. Yeah, um, that was supposed to be kind of more like a linear game with some GTA stuff in it, more like a, I guess, like a detective game, I guess. Uh, yeah. and, and it was set in the seventies Cold War era. And apparently some folks at Rockstar kind of told me, hey, hey, we don't be talking about games that didn't come out or whatever. It makes us look bad. It ruins our mystique or whatever. And uh, apparently they were also going to work on some kind of zombie game based on the GTA Vice City engine. And it was too depressing and they canceled it. But along with that and the data mine, I know you're a fan of it. I was a fan of it as well. Bully. I wanted a bully too. Yeah. It sucks. Keep seeing things about there was a bully too in development right. and then no one's thought about really making that game. Yeah. I I know. I would really like Bully Two. I think it's a shame they shut this guy down kind of because it's not like he was divulging like company secrets or anything. Uh but Rockstar is an incredibly weird company. Yeah. Uh, they always will be. <laughs> so Some of it yeah. I, I don't blame them because of that big leak that happened. You know, yeah, but you're not talking or, about like yeah. GTA Three. It's like, yeah, who cares? Like, he, he even said it. He's like, I didn't think that anybody would care about me talking about like twenty year old games or whatever. And he's like, apparently they yeah. did. So it's, um, yeah, that kind of it just sucks to see, and especially like when you're talking. I, mean, I get it. Like, Bully wasn't this. It wasn't a GTA level franchise, and I get that. That's also resources that you got to put into uh from those studios or whatever but like man why can't they have like a smaller studio work on a bully well, 2 or a bully here, remake or here's the problem is rockstar only is now the gga studio like they i mean even in the ps2 era they were making other games like bully yeah. like the warriors or you know the, first oh, the warriors made. is so good too man the war uh the 360 mm-hmm. they made uh you know midnight agent or Midnight Club, I think. Sorry, that uh, that table tennis yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, I was going to mention really that also. But yeah. yeah, since I mean, I would say since GTA Four, all they've made is GTA shit, and it's like okay, obviously, you know, GTA the success of GTA Five has let them continue, but it's the same problem as uh, Chair with like Epic Games. Like they made Shadow Complex, that was cool. And they made Infinity Blade, like those three Infinity Blade games on iOS, which were very successful. It's like, right. why don't you use some of the money to make another of your older game? Or, you know, make make a new game. Don't rely on, like, the one thing. Because it'd be funny if, like, GTA 6 comes out, and I'm sure it'll be fine, but if it somehow bombed, or it just didn't catch oh, people. No like, way. <laughs> yeah, I know that. But, I mean, <laughs> just, just imagine the world. It's like, okay, what yeah, do you yeah. What do you have to like fall back on, you know? Dude, if that were to bomb, like can you imagine the shockwaves that would send through the industry of like, oh my god, the the world's on fire, like you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's the same thing with like I kind of lament about like Square and Final Fantasy. Like they put a lot of their eggs in Final Fantasy's basket. And it's like, right. well, I don't like this new one, but okay, I mean this county me like what if the new one bombed and i don't think it did that well or i mean they sold well enough it didn't sell yeah 
But I mean, you can't compare it to Final Fantasy VII because number one, that was during the pandemic. Number two, no, uh, I, that's I a known. Mean, yeah, I, I just mean like like putting. I don't mean like just comparing games to each other. I meant like the franchise, or you know, just like yeah, yeah. where all their investment is. Like, okay, they invest eighty percent of their shit in Final Fantasy, but if one or several of these games doesn't hit the standards it needs to, then the company is gonna is gonna start looking bad or you know like start going like uh what do we got left yeah i mean to be fair to square they do come up with a lot of games yeah well most of their stuff is if not if not directly final fantasy final fantasy adjacent yeah a lot of their stuff is final fantasy they came out with what like at least three i mean crisis core theater rhythm 16 yeah uh, seven remake is coming in the fiscal year as well Uh, rebirth sorry uh, yeah, like, and then we still don't know if there's actually a Final Fantasy IX remake happening or not. Whatever. Um, yes, a lot of their stuff is between Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy. It's all there. That's their two biggest franchises. I agree with you there. Yeah, could yeah. they uh, use that to some of their other stuff that's kind of... Um, oh, plus 14 with the the expansion. Right. Um, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't get mad so much at Square Enix because they had a new Star Ocean game that came out. The show was a remake, but, you know, that's actually good. And yeah, uh, Octopath Traveler 2 is should be game of the year for RPG, and apparently they decided Lies of P is an RPG, uh, which that's wrong, but whatever. And, you know, they have had some good things, but, like, I, I think Rockstar is a different thing in that there, it's almost like Sony. Like I think when you finally have one of those big third-person action and narrative games yeah. not hit the way that they normally do, I think that's when they're gonna wake up and go, "Oh, we need to make a different. We need to start making different kinds of games here." Not, not they are, but they're also, you know, going into the live service thing, which apparently they've already, you know, they've already started going backwards on. Um. It's we. It's funny that like they can really, but also they're given the time to make GTA Six great, right? Right. So it sucks for us that do remember when Rockstar made other games, right? Yeah. And it would be awesome if there was a Bully Two, or they could portion off another part of that. I mean, they had the money. They had the money to right. uh, make a separate studio or section off part of the studio and say. You guys can work on this, or you guys can work on that. They don't yeah. want to, right? Um, it sucks that they're like between just Red Dead and GTA. I forgot to, to mention that they are still doing Red Dead stuff, but it's like, man, I know that you got to make money, and that's the thing that sucks, right? Is like we've seen so many new IP this year not do great, right? Um, and and that's what thing that sucks. Like I just talked about last week. Uh, 505, the, the people that run 505 mentioned that they have to start only focusing on known franchises because the, they made too much new IP and gaming dropped from the pandemic levels and they can't afford to yeah. employ all these people because it's not making the money that they need. And it's only the, that the state of the industry right now is only reinforcing for Rockstar to do what they're doing. And that kind of, it sucks. It sucks to see. Right. You know, uh, speaking of known things, though, and speaking of games we would love to see, 
Imagine if there was ever a Simpsons hit and run too, Mark. How great that could have been. Uh, I don't know. I played hit and run back in the day. I think these people have a lot of like rose tinted goggles about that game. Like, I think it's also more because that was like only one of the few really good Simpsons games. Right. Like arcade game. That's about it. Yeah. I mean, like you're literally in like Simpsons world, and you get to do GTA stuff with the Simpsons. I mean, like how cool was that back then? I mean. Now it's kind of novel, I think. So um, it's weird that they also just wouldn't remaster this game because uh, yeah. they probably wanted the license. Well, I mean, okay, whoever does have the, I mean, now Disney, I guess, would have to give that right. out to someone. Uh, but like, damn, why can't we have a Simpsons hit and run remaster? That would be great. Uh, yeah, like that game was Vivendi published or yeah, exactly yeah. and it, the fact that vivendi had an opportunity to make like five games from them and then said no of course if you don't remember vivendi was the company that tried to buy ubisoft at one point um and ubisoft had to fight them off but like radical did such a great job with that game and it would have been awesome to see the fully realized hit and run too and it sucks that this never got made right uh, but Radical yeah. used to be a good game studio, and then yes. <laughs> Activision got a hold of it. <laughs> uh, another one of the things Activision killed somewhat. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you want to check out John Melkier's interview, uh, MinMax, the folks at MinMax are awesome, uh, and they did an interview with him, and he talked about the game and what happened, why they didn't make a hit and run two, and um, all this other stuff. There was apparently a medieval Simpsons game that was kind of being made after Lord of the Rings as well, which that would have been interesting. Um, yeah, like I don't watch the Simpsons like TV show anymore, but I still love that like world from yeah. you know having watched. I mean, it I, as a I, young I, kid. I will defend the Simpsons up until season ten, but then yeah, that's the problem. Is it lasted eighteen more seasons or whatever? I think they're like up to season 30 or something now or whatever. So. It's amazing to me that that thing is still going. And then you've got all, uh, most of the regular cast still. And yeah. Like, are they all literally right. going to just do that until they can't talk anymore? <laughs> That's already Julie Kavner. I, don't, I mean, I watched yeah. a recent episode uh, just on a whim and her voice is gone. Her, yeah. It's like 90% gone. It's like, okay. I mean, also, like, Harry Shearer's almost 80. I think she's like 75. You know, it's like, wow. These people are getting up there. Like, yeah, either replace them with lookalikes or just end the show. I don't you know. Yeah. I think they would. I think they would probably end it because there'd be so much backlash. Like, there would be so many people they understand that don't get it. They're like, yo, these are real people. Right. They age. Like, there's going to be a point where they can't do the voice anymore. Um, and and you either have to decide do we keep this show going with the with the writers and all that stuff that who can still do the writing, yeah. uh, or do we just end it because we can't have the original voices? And it's like, oh, you know, uh, this is like your Disney thing. Do you just you got to make that decision, right? Like, yeah. how long do you keep this going? Um, but yeah, th- this is uh, it. Would have been awesome to have another Simpsons hit and run, but uh, a lot. Uh, did not happen and yeah there's um going going uh into another game that it could well 
will continue to keep existing, uh, regardless of whether Modern Warfare 3 doesn't sell ridiculous amounts or, or whatever. Call of Duty 2024 already has their story out there. Um, apparently, it's going to be done by Treyarch, and it's going to be based around the Gulf War, the, you know, the what happened in the 90s. Um, they're going to... The kind of main crux of this, aside from detailing parts of the story, is that they're going to have a bigger early access period if you pre-order than the the normal like week, and then even bigger to play like zombies and I guess probably other multiplayer. Yeah, where like where do you sit on this whole like giving people early access thing and uh, paying ridiculous amounts of money to do that? Like how how far are we getting here? Where I think it's dumb, but you know the roofs will still buy it, or they'll think like, oh, we got we got three years of early access. It's gonna be the make or break thing for the competitive yeah. edge, or you know, dumb bullshit like that. So you know, I think it's I think it's silly, but you know they'll keep paying for it. So <laughs> I mean that that's the thing too, right? Is like. This is where you, uh, it's sort of like the online, remember when EA used to do the charging you for online play? Yeah. And you kind of have to vote with your wallet here. If right. you if you keep, every time EA does a three-day access for the next sports game, or uh, we saw this with Xbox gets to do this now, where they charge a bunch of money, and even you get a discount if you have Game Pass, to play Starfield early. And a lot of people bought that to the point where Starfield was the number one game for that month. Um, So apparently getting early access to stuff is a big deal for for gamers, right? uh, World of Warcraft is doing that also. Like the new new expansion, the expensive version, you get like three days early access. And it's like... Yeah, they did that with Diablo as well, right? Uh, Diablo 4. So that's the new moneymaker. And that's the thing is, okay... How much bigger can we keep making it and how much more can we keep charging? Right? Like, oh, you get three weeks, you get, you pay this much. Uh, one week, you get this much. Play, play the game six months before it comes out. And you just yeah, right. And- uh, you're going to get actual real early access to the game. We're going to be, we're going to be doing like Steam where we're updating it when yeah, you play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, you know, I wonder if we're going to get to that point. I really hope not. Let's please not support like putting out uh unfinished version of the game and then you're paying for that unfinished version and then they finish it whenever. I know let's not uh support that, but I mean, I'm fine with it for small games and for like something like Hades where they already announced Hades 2 where they announced it or whatever, but it's like we don't need Call of Duty doing that. We don't need known franchises doing things like that it's that's just absolute money grabbing to the extreme um but definitely i I think this is what they're trying to do they're trying to set a precedent of oh how about we give them zombies like two or three weeks before and how much would you pay for that and then oh the story will still like that was the whole thing of modern warfare 3 if you got the pre-order you got the story uh the, the the campaign part for a whole week before the game came out Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't necessarily like this. I think it's silly, like you said. Um, I'm all for giving people something for for paying more, but it's going to get to a point where it's it's ridiculous, you know. And 
I don't think we need to keep incentivizing them to keep pushing this early access thing further and further back. Um, yeah. And we know, I mean, I don't know how this is going to work with, with them being under Microsoft, how much, uh, you know, Phil, doing it. Yeah. yeah, how much Phil Spencer is going to uh, mess with the, the mechanics of all that stuff. But yeah, if it works, people will do it and more, co- more companies will do it. You know, yeah. so this is where you got to say no with your wallet and say, but that's the thing. We got to remember outside of our bubble, they don't care about this stuff. They just care about, oh, hey, I get to play zombies three weeks early. Hell yeah. Right. I'll pay the whatever. This is like the only game I play here. You know, so who knows what, what's going to happen with this here. Um, but yeah, uh, I think we have anything. Uh, also, I just want to mention just because of the we talked about the Unity thing a bunch of times. Um, the they they there's a new uh, studio or game engine that has decided that not only are you able to if you don't make games you can have access to this uh, for free. They're not doing a sort of like subscription model for the engine. Uh, it's called right. Game Maker. And you can just pay a set, like $99, I'm sure there's tax, uh, fee, and you get to use it forever. Um, I hope that more dev engines do something like this. Uh, I don't know how much money that helps that dev engine with in the long run. Uh, I get it. The Unity, part of Unity's problem was that they needed to make more money to support the increasing use of their engine or whatever. They just went about it the wrong way. but if this can help, I guess. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, this is this is good stuff to see. No, no. Sure. Um, was there anything I know you weren't on last week that you wanted to talk about or No. Uh, uh a few things. I did see that Friday, Todd Max of Freddy's movie a few weeks ago. That was all right. And all right. uh yeah. we both watched Scott Pilgrim. Yes, and... I was gonna mention that before we get out of here. So um there'll be some spoilers in here, so you know, if you haven't watched the Scott Pilgrim Takes Off Netflix show, um, maybe like skip ahead or, you know, we'll see you next week or whatever, because uh, we're only going to probably talk about this and then just talking about games to come out and that's it. Uh, I've I watched the movie like pretty much the next day after I finished watching it. So that was sort of all fresh in my mind. I'm like halfway through the comics. Yeah. Uh I think I'm at the part where he just beat the the vegan guy and they're starting to introduce the the ninja girl. I forgot her name. Rocky. Um yeah, the the fourth evil ex or whatever. So I liked it a lot. I think I'm all for let's if we're going to do something new, let's do something that can be tied to the original story, but it's not doing the same story again. Uh, I don't know where you're at with that. Did you want? No, I thought it was an yeah. interesting, I mean, yeah. yeah. If, if it is a, it's a, you know, movie adaptation, it could be done in two hours. Like it just feel like recreating all that crap. Right. So. I think a lot of people wanted the comics in TV form. And yeah, I saw a lot of people say that they felt like they were lied to because the first part of the show basically plays out the same way as the comics and the movie, pretty much. Right. Um, and the only thing they change is that she works for the Netflix DVD thing and not Amazon. Right. And a few other things. Um, 
I love I like this a lot because you also like hear more about the exes yeah. in this show. And they have like more uh, you know, more agency yeah. than this like their one scene in the movie. Uh, How do you feel about Scott not being in it for like four episodes? That's fine. Yeah. It was kind of like the ba- like you know, he's kind of a shitty character. Like so well, Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's uh, kind of the crux of the thing. The only thing I didn't like about the show, I guess, is some of the designs are a little off or look, look kind of funky. Uh, okay. I didn't like knives at all. And all right. I didn't like the. I think she did got better later on, but I didn't like how they introduced Envy Adams at all, like in the funeral. Okay, um, yeah, I agree with you a little bit there. And the show does like a weird thing where it sexual sexualizes some some women and then others it doesn't. Like it kind of, it kind of almost over sexualized Envy Adams to an extent. Like when they first introduced her, but then she. Got yeah, like I mean, I, I feel like that that's on purpose because she's yeah. supposed to be. Oh my god, the super hot band also, leader. Thing. Yeah. I also wish. Uh, I don't know if she actually wanted to do it or not, but if Brie Larson had actually sung in that song or not, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. Because uh, that was kind of distracting to me. Um, but everything, everything else is good. Uh. I liked the time travel part, I guess. Or I thought it was fine. <laughs> uh, I thought it was it's fun because you got more Wallace, and Wallace is probably the best part of this entire yeah. Just <laughs> um, like succession. <laughs> yeah, and then um, it's awesome also that they got all the voices to come back for this. So especially if you watch the movie, like I would recommend watching the movie before you watch this. Just so you yeah. have all of their voices fresh in your head, and it will make more sense also if you watch at least the movie uh, before yeah, you oh, watch it. Yeah. The only other thing I didn't kind of, I kind of didn't like is I wish there was more of Stacy, like Scott's sister, like she's oh, okay, like barely yeah. a part of this at all. <laughs> like, I mean, but she's always sort of a side character in all of the. Yeah, but it would have been, you know, this, it would have yeah. actually interesting to see it from like, oh, he's dead, like. If she's actually sh- sad, like she, she barely yeah. had any emotion at all. <laughs> and but. did you have a problem with it kind of going from? Because there's a lot of people that were upset, they're like, oh, they should have just called us the Ramona Flowers show. No. And it, well, we know who the bad guy is, so the Scott Pilgrim name makes sense. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, exactly. It's like it is still a Scott Pilgrim show. Like there's two twists in it that make it uh way different and i and i think that's good like this is this is the original writer right. doing his work from a different angle if he's just doing the same work again but on netflix and animated i don't think that's as enjoyable for him um I mean, that's like i'd be like people complaining like oh the teams ninja turtle movies are all different or they you know they each feature varying levels of origin stories or character characterization stuff like that it's like yeah the same basic premise is there like it's cool if they want to experiment a little yeah you still you still get the whole the basic premise of the whole scott and ramona to an extent are not great people yeah and that's except i think this one has a little bit of a different story and also the movie ending a lot of people hate that movie ending so i think that this kind of fixes a little bit of that in a way as well and they they can do a season two off this too it's not done if they want to keep going with it they can i don't know if they're going to get all of the voices back or whatever but 
Yeah, that's the interesting part too. Is this is Netflix? It's either one of two things are going to happen. They're going to get a renewal, or they're going to just say, "Okay, it's over. We don't want to spend all the money uh, that it takes to get all these people uh, involved again." But right. yeah, I, I think as far as like having a uh, an adaptation that you can put along with everything else, it fits right there, and it's like a nice progression. Like if you where if you read the comics or the the books, and then you re you watch the movie, and you watch this. It's like okay, you kind of got everything there. So I enjoyed it. I, I think it's and it's eight episodes too. It doesn't overstay its welcome. And they're uh, kind of short episodes. Awesome. It's like if you just skip the theme yeah. song and the uh, yeah, it's know, like an it. it's like an anime. Like okay, you, it's not really thirty minutes. It's like twenty four or something like that. It'd be interesting to see what everybody else uh, thinks. I'm sure the the Radlich folks will do some kind of uh review on it at some point here uh so you'll get a more kind of in-depth review on everything but yeah it's a good good show uh i've got to start working here so really quickly uh games that are we're kind of in that uh time frame yeah i forgot to mention i did play the dragon quest monsters demo that's kind of like the only thing left that comes out like on december 1st that's like sort of a known franchise quote-unquote i have realized something about myself that i think i'm kind of like over pokemon or like yeah. that mechanic in games you, you finally became an adult <laughs> like i don't know like i like dragon quest like i like um the the premise i like the little care i like the dragon quest characters the monsters i've always found are uh are interesting right um it's just the whole act of doing pretty much the same thing as you do in Pokemon, where it's like, oh, a turn-based combat, and uh, oh, there are weaknesses, and oh, except for this game, it looks like it feels like the game's even easier than Pokemon. I don't know if further in the game it gets a lot harder, but at least in the demo, it felt very easy, um, especially yeah. if you know how to play these games already. Um, the catching part of it is a little bit different, but it's essentially the same thing. And I don't, I don't know if uh, Dragon Quest or if this. I know this. The point is that he's like one of the villains from one of the Dragon Quest games. I think it's from four, uh, and you're playing as him. So yeah, uh, but that's sort of like the, the, I guess the major thing that's like coming out in the next week or so. Uh, everything else is kind of just okay. There's some games we're we're f- firmly in this section of. Now we can go play stuff that uh, came out earlier in the year, and right. you can uh, kind of figure out what you what's going to be in your game of the year list and things like that. So, yeah. But all right, we'll see y'all uh, next week. Uh, definitely have uh, played some more games, and uh, let's see what's what's been happening in the gaming world uh, until then. So, yep. see y'all later, later. everybody.